Acts chapter 2. We are going to the second chapter of the book of Acts today. I know that's a surprise to many of you. We've only been in the book of Acts, chapters 1 and 2, since what, May or June? So we're here again. And I also want to say there is no classes next Sunday. 10 o'clock next Sunday, music starts. So don't be late. And did you see in your bulletin the question of the day? If, anyone was, if everyone was committed to the kingdom of God like I'm committed, what would it look like? Just asking. Just saying. That seems to be the thing right now. Just saying. And they were all filled, diffused throughout their souls with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other different foreign languages, tongues, as the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. Now, you don't want to miss this one because I've had these notes for a long time. Brother Fitch even eavesdropped on these. All right, so it's coming, so get ready. Let's go on. We're not going to spend much time here. We always spent weeks and months here. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. Yes. Let's go on. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Yes, sir. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamnites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the providence of Asia, Pergia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya round about Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans, or Cretans and Arabs, Arabs, and we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. Do you know what this world needs to hear today? They need to hear about the wonderful things that God has done in our lives. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean, they asked each other. Yes. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, They're just drunk, that's all. A sign, the sign of a good church is a church that gets hammered in public. The sign of a good church is a church that gets ridiculed in public. The sign of a good Christian is a Christian who gets talked about. Oh, my. The sign of a good man or woman of God is someone who gets talked about by somebody who's not as good as a woman or man of God as they are. You hear what I'm saying? It's good when people talk about you. Jesus said, Blessed are you when men persecute you and revile you and speak all manner of evil against you. He said, We're blessed. Look at your neighbor and tap him and say, I've been blessed a whole lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, oh my. They're just drunk, that's all. Let's go on. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, you men of Judea and all you that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. i got something to tell you. For these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. It is only nine o'clock in the morning. Most alcoholics are still calm by nine o'clock in the morning. I knew a man that was an alcoholic and a dairy farmer and a six-pack of beer at 5 o'clock in the morning just steadied his hand. 
for the 6 o'clock milking. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to be cold or nothing. Just so it was there. Just how it had a head on it. It's just 9 o'clock in the morning. These guys can't be drunk like you think they are. But there are several kinds of drunks that I want to talk about today. I want to get into the characteristics of drunks. First of all, I want to talk about the huggy drunk. Has no relationship to diapers. But the huggy drunk is, I love you, man. You don't know how much I love you. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me, Tommy. That's a huggy drunk. That's a huggy drunk that doesn't matter what you look like, what you smell like, how much money you got in your pocket. They're just inebriated to the point that they love you and appreciate you. I think God would like some of us to be huggy drunks in the kingdom of God. We don't need to have you come in all grouchy and bent out of shape and all torqued off about something. Why don't you just come in and love on everybody? Hey, Rob, it's good to see you today. That shirt's nice and starched and pressed. You're looking good, son. Drew, you're looking good, man. I'm glad you're here today. Don't smile because I might see those pearly white teeth. There it is. That's what I thought. You see the huggy drunk. The huggy drunk just loves everybody. They're just glad that they're part of their lives and he's part of their life. You know what? I'm glad you're part of me and I hope you're glad I'm part of you. God's looking for some huggy drunks in the kingdom of God and I hope that somebody in here is a huggy drunk. All right, let's go on. Then there is the repeat everything many times drunk. Now, the reason you're laughing is you know this is true. Now, if you want to know where I got my notes, just Google different types of drunks. I must say, it'll come through and it has a little chip language that you have to sort through it and everything. But there is the people that repeat everything many times drunk. I wish some of us would be the repeat everything many times drunk because sometimes... We come in the kingdom and after a while we forget about what Jesus has done for us and we forget about where he brought us from and we get all cleaned up and all holy and all religious and we just seem to forget what the Lord has done for us. But how many people in the world would love for somebody just to be the repeat everything drunk and say, I used to be where you're at, but let me tell you what Jesus did for me. Because there are some people who have hearing impairments. And it's not a problem with the facilities in their ears. It is simply a problem as they cannot hear it the first time. So you have to keep repeating yourself and repeating yourself and repeating yourself until they come to you enough, Brother Dave, at the car lot, and they keep telling you how bad it is and how bad it is. And you keep saying, I just want to tell you, I'm just to repeat everything many times drunk. And the next time they come back and give you a sob story, you give them the same answer. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. And they leave and they come back again a few weeks or a few months later and they tell you the story again and you say only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Oh, is there somebody at FWC that can be the repeat everything many times drunk and say, let me tell you, I went to visit a church one night and in my heart something wasn't right. But how'd the old song go? But something... Got a hold of me. 
that repeat everything many times drunk. Let's continue on with this exegesis. What's the next kind of drunk? (laughs) Some of you are probably one of these. The crying confessional drunk. Do you know how many drunks get saved every time they get drunk? Do you know how many times drunks are coming to church as soon as there is church until the next time they're drunk? Then they forgot they didn't go to church when they were sober, so until they got drunk again. And then when they get drunk again, then they're ready to go. Huh? The crying confessional drunk. Now, I look at this as a situation where we forget about confessing one another's faults to each other. And we forget that we were kind of in a bad situation at times also. Peter said they're not drunk like you think they are. But I'm wondering in the kingdom if there's not a time when some of us need to just pull back the covers on our life at times and pull back the curtain and let people see, you know what, I used to be right where you're at. I know exactly what you're going through. I feel your pain. And it's not a warm, fuzzy feeling going up your leg, Chris Matthews. I feel your pain with sympathy and empathy because, you know what, there's somebody in this crowd that knows exactly what you're facing and what you've went through. Hallelujah. There's somebody that needs to be the crying confessional drunk that says, let me tell you, I was right where you're at, Tommy, your watch, I hear it. Hallelujah. I was right where you're at. I know where you're going. I know where you're headed. But let me tell you, Jesus got a hold of me. Let me tell you where he brought me out of. Let me tell you the pit that he pulled me out of. Let me confess to you that I haven't always been this good looking. Let me confess to you that I haven't always dressed in these kind of clothes. Let me tell you that I used to lay in the street with puke running down my shirt. Let me tell you I used to lay under the overpass on 4th Street and smoke crack and watch trains go by wishing to God that I had the courage to jump off in front of a train. I'm telling you somebody needs to share your testimony with somebody out there the crying confessional drunk we all didn't look this good we didn't look this good at all let's go on what's this next one you ever meet them they will not shut up they will not be Quiet. That kind of drunk, that kind of Holy Ghost drunk, the chatty, talk about anything drunk, is you know that when you sit down to talk to them, before it's all over with, this conversation is going to be about God. You know that before it's all over with, somehow, some way, they're going to insert Jesus into this conversation. And you may not want to hear it. You may be at a family reunion and you may not want to hear anything about it. You may not want to hear anything about the Jesus story. You know, and judges hear the Jesus line every day. Judges hear the Jesus line every day in court. Yes, we have 32 felony accounts accounts on you. You are a class X felon. We're going to throw you away for 65 years. But your honor, I found Jesus three weeks ago. Where did you find him? I found him in my jail cell. Hallelujah. 
But that chatty, talk about anything drunk, is the same one that it doesn't matter what you throw out there. You may not want to hear the Jesus story. You may not want to hear the church line. But somehow in your conversation, they're going to say, Have I told you what God's done in my life? Have I shared with you what Jesus is doing in my family? Did I tell you how he took my nephew and he got him off of prescription drugs and filled him with the Holy Ghost? The chatty. Talk about anything drunk. No, they're not drunk like you think they are. What other kind of drunks do we have? These are the ones that have one wine cooler and blow .16. The I can't hold it down drunk. These are the ones that one beer and they can't drive a tricycle. Always praising and giving homage to the porcelain God. Quickly. But I'd like to put a little spin on this today. Lord, you know this is a spin zone right now, Bill O'Reilly. This is the spin zone. <laughs> I like that drunk in the Holy Ghost that says... I just can't keep it down any longer. I got to tell you what the Lord has done for me. I can't hide it. I can't be ashamed of it. I can't push it aside. I got to just tell you what the Lord has done for me. And you know what? He may heal an ingrown toenail or a sty in your eye. It doesn't matter. It was a supernatural, miraculous move of God in their life. And they can't keep it down. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What's the next one? Are you putting people's names with these types of drunks? Don't be looking across the aisle at anybody either. The laughs at anything and everything and can't stop giggling drunk. I just can't believe it. Since old Tommy Philpott started going to that church over there in Van Day, he's just as happy as a coon on a full moon fall night he just smiles all the time he's laughs everything's good he can't stop giggling he loves the lord everything is fine finances are crumbling around him situation after situation may be coming in but he's still happy he's still laughing he's still giggling why because he knows the joy of the lord is his strength he knows that with joy shall you draw water from the wells of salvation. He knows that David said, my cup is full of joy. It overflows with joy. I'm happy. You know what? We need a family worship center. We need about 140 or 50 of us to get so happy in the Lord that it doesn't matter what the bank says. It doesn't matter what the doctor says, the, uh, the boss says. It doesn't matter what anybody, anything says. We are happy in Jesus and we've got the joy of the Lord because the happier you are in Jesus, the stronger you are are in Jesus. Amen. I said the happier you are in Jesus, the stronger you are in Jesus. So don't worry, get happy and be strong in Christ. Amen. Is this all right? Or do you want to hear uh, Isaiah 15, 42 4 through 44? I don't know what that is, but we'll do it later. Next one. If we have a shortage in the kingdom of God, it's love. 
If we have a shortage in the kingdom of God, it's love. You know what? I got to love him no matter what he's been through. Because the big man said, by this shall they know that you are my disciples, that you have love toward one another. That was the second commandment. The first commandment was what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And then by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. And reciprocate. He must love me no matter where I've come from. And I must have grace and mercy. I'm not the judge. That's not my pay grade. I'm not the judge. That's his pay grade. I don't put the final analysis on it. God puts the final analysis on it. Dear Lord, did you see who just came out of FWC's doors last Sunday? Can you believe they were there? I saw them at cages the night before. They were drunk. They were out back in the patio area. Ain't even going to tell you what they were doing in the patio area. But now they walked out of church. Good God of Zion. Hallelujah. That's what we want. We got to have the I love everything and I love everybody drunk because Jesus said do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah. Next one. How many kind of drunks are there? A lot. Tell me. Tell you. The happy, friendly drunk. Just happy. Just get drunk and be happy. Happy that they came to church. Happy that the preacher was preached a good message. Yeah, it might have been 45 minutes, but it was still good. Can't remember two-thirds of it, but it was still good. Happy that they got clothes to wear. Happy that they got an old beater to get home in. Happy that they got mustard and bologna sandwiches to eat. Hallelujah. Just happy. I'm content. I'm satisfied. Jesus is good. God's on the throne. I'm free in my mind. I'm free in my body. I'm free in my heart. I'm not on probation anymore. I'm not on parole. I'm not, oh, come on, somebody. I'm not wearing ankle bracelets. Oh, samasata la mamaha. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Oh, if you would have known where he brought me from, he has brought me a mighty long way. I'm just happy to be here. What kind of people do we need, FWC? Happy, friendly people. Happy, friendly drunks. We need to get church to say these kind of things. Welcome to FWC. I'm a happy, friendly drunk. <laughs> Seriously invading my personal space right in my face, drunk. Now, can I tell you what my interpretation of this one is? Huh? Who knows? I'm telling you, I got wicked thinking. I want to be this kind of drunk with the devil. I want the devil to say about Tracy Zimmerman, he is seriously invading my personal space and is right in my face. I want him to say to his cohorts, in hell about family worship center that church is seriously invading my personal space and is right in my face because i want this to be a church that believes the words of the man when he said thou art peter and upon this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it
want this to be a church known in hell. I had to put my glasses back on so I could see everybody. It was just all one big fuzzball. I want this to be a, ch a church that when, when we stand up and say we're fasting the first three days of the month just like we always do and we're going to pray on Saturday night, I want there to be a shiver go through hell and say they're at it again. I want this to be a church that when the power of God and the Holy Ghost begins to move and shake this place, that it begins to resonate throughout Brownstown and Sefton and St. Elmo and Altamont and Mulberry Grove and Greenville and Ramsey and Vera and Patoka and Chauvinier. I want hell to say, oh, that church is invading our space and they are right in our face. Is there anybody that wants to be a soldier of Jesus Christ and say, I'm going to be a man of God. I'm going to be a woman of God that's going to invade the space of the devil. Hannah. FWC invasion, FWC invading. I want you personally to become such a threat to the devil that he can look at you, hallelujah, and he can look at someone else and he said, Paul I know and Jesus I know. I'd like for him to say, huh, Tracy, I know him. I hope to God someday that some of us are in the hall of fame of hell. That says, Paul I know, Jesus I know, Rob I know, Drew I know, Paul I know. What is your name? Tom I know. I knew it, Thomas. Tiffany I know. Carlos I know. I want men and women of God that have rapport not only in heaven that their names are written in the book of life, but hell knows who they are. And every time you take a step, hell feels a vibration from it because we are Holy Ghost filled people that we are seriously invading the personal space of the devil. Now there's one more. There's one more. No, maybe there's not. Maybe there's more. No, there's more. The fighting drunk. Where are you at? Where was the fighting drunk? My dad was not a fighting drunk unless he drank whiskey. Golly. You knew as soon as he walked in the door, he'd been in whiskey. That's why they call it spirits. There's a reason behind that. There's a reason behind that. He could drink 24 to 48 cold, lukewarm, or hot beers a day. 24 to 48. Used to keep him in the oats bin at the barn. I knew exactly where the stash was. I'd keep counting for my mom. Tracy, go down there in the oats bin and see how many beers your dad's got left. Well, one day you may have only have six. The next day, replenish mom, 48. The fighting drunk. The fighting drunk is somebody that's not going to let hell take your family. The fighting drunk is somebody that's not going to let hell take your salvation in relationship with Jesus. The fighting drunk is somebody that says, come on, old boy, I'll stand toe-to-toe -to -toe and nose-to-nose. -nose. Whatever you want, I got it right here for you. You want a piece of me? Oh!
Some of you didn't get to see that, did you? And some of you are so scared to death of the devil because you think that he's got power over you. The Lord said in John chapter 4, 1 John 4, 4, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. My enemy shall come at me one way and shall flee seven ways. Oh, hallelujah. A thousand shall fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand. Yet I shall not be moved. Oh, I'm talking to some fighting Holy Ghost drunks in this place today. Are you ready to fight? Are you ready to fight? Are you ready to fight? fighting flesh and blood. I'm not fighting my brothers and sisters, but I'm fighting that sexual sin that pulls me down. I'm fighting that addiction that pulls me down. I'm fighting that lion that pulls me down. Holy smokes. Where's the fighting drunks in the house? Fighting drunks. Fighting drunks. Moses kept going back and forth with Pharaoh, and Pharaoh says, you can go, but leave the kids. No, we got to take everybody. You can go, but take all the this and that. No, we got to take everybody. When it comes down to the kingdom and your family, there's no negotiation. We got to have it all. It's all right here. Got to have it all. 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 All, all, all. No negotiation. Next one. The must never drink alone drunk. This is the last one. I had to put this as last. And I had to put this last because here's my next point. The must never drink alone drunk. Luke 14, 23. And the Lord said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. That my house may be filled. We can be dead tired at our house. And tell, she'll tell you, who's the one who always wants to have somebody come over? Because you like crowds. The Lord said, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. He said, because I've got to get the house full. The house has to be full. The house has to be full. They must never drink alone drunk. Shame on us for coming in here and drinking all this up and never get anybody else in here to share it with them. Wow. My Lord. Shame on us for soaking this up like a sponge. How many Bible studies do we go through? How many midweek services do we do? How many Sundays do we do? How many conferences? How many revivals? How many special this? How many special that? And yet we always want to drink by ourselves. We never want to share with anybody else. Now, please do not take this wrong. But I understand that if you do meth, you are expected to share with others. Because where you get it from would like to expand his business. 
And if you just keep it to yourself, then that gets you in danger of hellfire. I'm just supposing. Okay? The never drink alone drunk doesn't want to drink by himself because he likes company. Misery loves company. He wants to be there and have friends with him and they can share stories and they can talk and they can just lose it all together. Hallelujah. I wonder if we got like that in the kingdom, that I cannot go to church and feel what I feel and experience what I experience and hear what I hear, and there's people that I know that I'm personally closely associated with that are not here with me. That's what the Lord was saying. He said the house has got to be full. The house must be full. That my house may be full. What kind of social gathering would we have if the way to get into the gathering would be you have to bring someone who is not a member here or of another church, someone who is a lost sinner. Let's come in. How many people would we have here of us? If each one of us brought somebody with them next week, we wouldn't hold it all. Woo, hallelujah. The must never drink alone drunk. This is what Simon Peter was saying. They're not drunk like you think they are. There's something else going on here. There's something much deeper than just what you're seeing here as far as these people who are obviously, they were acting like drunk people. They might have been staggering. I know that when I received the Holy Ghost the very first time, when I received it on June 16th, 1981, between Baltimore and Washington, I know in that hot camp meeting that I staggered, I spoke in tongues, I spoke in tongues 45 minutes, I was an absolute drunk man on the Holy Ghost. Some of you may have experienced that as well. I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. When it gets a hold of you like that, people are going to look at you and take notice. And that's what they were doing. They said, these guys are drunk. Peter said, not like you think they are. There's something more to it. Let's go to the next one. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and I'm almost finished, and I know it's hard to believe. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see vision, and your old men shall dream dreams. Next one. It was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 28, 9 and 10. Whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little and there a little. Guess what it says in verse 9? Man up. Man up. Man up. Punch your neighbor and say, man up. Come on, Matt. Punch your butt harder than that. She didn't get her attention. You're scared of her. Lord, have mercy. I'm about to see you guys in my office. Guess what? This is not going to be like any other church in Vandalia. This is a Holy Ghost church. We're always going to be a Holy Ghost church. As long as I'm breathing and kicking, this is always going to be a Holy Ghost church. You got it? We're always going to speak in tongues. We're always going to have the power of God. 
We're going to try to be as cutting edge as possible, yet hold on to the principles of holiness and godliness that God puts in us. Amen? We're going to be that way. Get ready, get ready, get ready. You might as well get used to it. Oh, get used to it. Hallelujah. Go on now. No, not yet. Oh, yes. Yes. No, back up. Did I leave that one out? Oh. I forgot to put those other two in there. Next one. Oh, hallelujah. I'll tell you what they are. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. And he said, this is the rest wherein you will cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. Guess what? God is used to people not listening to him. So when you go to talk to somebody about Jesus, they're already, he's already used to them not listening to him. You might as well get used to them not listening to you. But let me tell you something. You just stay consistent. You just keep telling people. You just keep talking to people because God has someone for you to reach. I've got to tell you this because it's blown me away all week. A few of the guys or gals and guys went down to see Eddie James down in, uh, Troy, where Granite City last, this past week. And Eddie James was talking about a little old lady. She had only won one person in 40 years of living for the Lord. And she said, I wish that I could have won more people to the Lord. I just won one. But she said, I guess I'll just be happy with that. The person that she won to the Lord was Thomas Dexter Jakes. You don't ever know who you're going to talk to and is going to be the next T.D. Jakes. You don't know who you're going to talk to and be the next Jensen Franklin. Watch this. Andrew, you don't know who you're going to talk to and he's going to get up and say, these men are not drunk like you think they are. You just keep talking and keep talking because the Holy Ghost is real and the Holy Ghost is for today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm feeling a fire taking off in my boots. Woo! It is written, Paul said, with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people, and yet for all that they will not hear me, saith the Lord. That's what Paul said to the Corinthians. Watch this. It was prophesied about. Next one. John the Baptist said, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> John the Baptist came from a dysfunctional home. He had an old mom who had a barren womb that was a curse in Israel. He had a father who was a priest that operated in the temple that had unbelief when an angel stood in front of him and said, Elizabeth's going to have a baby. And you're not going to name him Zacharias. You're going to name him Baby J. In the course of time, Zacharias, Elizabeth's going to have a baby. Baby J. But you're not going to name him after yourself. What am I going to name him? You're going to name him John. Because he's going to be different. He's going to be the transition piece. He's going to make every low place high and every high place low. He's going to bring the hearts of the children back to the fathers and the hearts of the fathers back to the kids. He is going to prepare in the desert a highway for our God to walk on. Lord have mercy. And old Zacharias, he had to fight with the angel. Say, well, how am I going to know all this? And the angel said, because, stupid, you doubted, you can't talk till the baby's born. And he comes, out of the, he comes out of the temple and his face is shining and they're all looking at him saying, what happened to you? Mmm. 
Did you see something? What did they say? He went home, tried to ask for the salt, couldn't even ask for the salt. He likes that. He feels it. Yeah. Yeah. And when that baby's born here, you got to have him back because it's going to get crazy. I don't want to scare him. Oh, you got to let go of that, son. And so when that baby's born, he hits 30 years of age and he starts preaching. And he comes up with this crazy quote. I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he that cometh after me who is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to loose, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Mark 1, 8, Luke 3, 16, and John 33. All of them said it. All the places they put it down, that's what John said. He said, you better get ready because there's something coming on the earth that's going to shake the religious system. There's something coming on the earth that's going to ignite a worldwide move of the Spirit of God. John prophesied about it. Let's go on. Hey, it's the Word. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You cannot fight the Word. We're not looking back in a commentary to 300 AD. We're not looking back at Matthew Henry, but we're looking in the Word of God because holy men of God wrote and spoke as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. Next one. And Jesus said it. Jesus said it. Jesus prophesied about the Holy Ghost. He said, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher. Come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Watch what Jesus does. Boom! Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You can't sneak into it. You can't crawl behind the curtain. You can't... My Lord. You can't even get a staff shirt and sneak in. You can't sneak into the kingdom. You can't give your way into the kingdom. You can't buy your way into the kingdom. You can't do good enough works to get into the kingdom because he said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, whoa, Lord, have mercy. How can a man be old, be, be born when he is old? Can he in the second time unto his mother's womb and be born? Now, Nicodemus is trying. Look at your neighbor and say, he's trying. He's trying. He is trying. He is trying in his thinking to say, what is going on here? What do you want me to do? What are you saying? What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Willis? Some of you remember that, age-appropriate television. Watch this. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Guess what? I'm just flesh. Until there is an infusion of power in my life from on high. 
You got me? You following me? Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. Watch what else he says. Go on now. He said the comforter would come. John 14, 16, and 17. John 14, 26. John 15, 26. John 16, 7, 13. One thing about it. We will never be accused of not preaching the word around here. There it is. Write it down. Take notes. Study it. Eat it. Look at it. Here it is. It's the word. Let's go. One more. Watch what he says here. Jesus prophesied in the Holy Ghost. John chapter 7, 37, 38, 39. I've talked about this a hundred times. In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. The Holy Ghost could not come until Jesus died, rose again, and then offered up his blood in the heavens. Hebrews chapter 9. There had to be legal work done before the Holy Ghost could fall. Oh, hallelujah. Living water. For those of you who are Greek scholars, translates out flash flood. Now, I decided to get real educational on you and go to the dictionary. And this is what I discovered. A flash flood is a local flood of great volume and short duration, generally resulting from heavy rainfall in the immediate vicinity. I'm ready for musicians. A flash flood is a, a local flood of great volume and short duration, generally resulting from heavy rainfall in immediate vicinity. Do you know when I got the Holy Ghost, it didn't pour out over the Baltimore, Washington area. It hit locally right here. I'm a loco, mucho loco, right here. And it hit me for about 45 minutes. But what hit me in that 45 minutes was a heavy rainfall. Because I mean, when the Holy Ghost hits you, brother, when the Holy Ghost hits you, Jesus said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now you say, you know what? I'm sitting here in this church and I've heard music that I don't know, I've never heard in a church before. And I've heard people speak in tongues and that's just weirding me out. And I think that half of you are drunk and then the preacher got up and preached about different types of drunks. And then now he's talking about this Holy Ghost thing that's a flash flood. That is a local flood of great volume that comes from a short duration generally resulting from heavy rainfall in the immediate vicinity. Ah. You know what I want God to do in my life? I want a flash flood in my life. I want him to hit me as hard as he can. I want him to lay me out. 
I want him to knock me out. I want him to do whatever he has to do to get my attention. And hallelujah, if you're in this church today and you've never received a flash flood in your life, God has a flash flood experience for you locally because of a heavy rainfall. Let's all stand. Say, I don't know about this Holy Ghost thing. I ain't never heard nothing about this Holy Ghost thing. Oh, what in the world? Jesus said it. Believe on Him. You know, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. This is what Peter was saying. They're looking at all of this mess. They're looking at people that are acting like drunks. They're looking at all this and they're saying, these men are full of new wine. These men are drunk. And Peter said, they are not drunk. This is what Joel talked about in chapter 2, 28. This is what Jesus said in John 7, 38. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water hallelujah it is for you and you and you and me it's for Akwe Anag in, uh, in Ghana Africa it's for Pastor Peter Bonnie in Ghana it's for Basila Linkoff in Sofia Bulgaria it's for Tremaine Simino in Malawi hallelujah it's for us in Bandeya it's for whosoever will it's the power and the fire of the Holy Ghost let's give the Lord some praise Now, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Do you remember when Bobby Lewis was here? That seems like 10 years ago, doesn't it? And he put all those chairs out, and people sat on those chairs, and they said, okay, okay, you don't have the Holy Ghost. You come on up here and sit in it, and when you're ready to get the Holy Ghost, you stand up. And as soon as you stand up, pow, I mean, it was hitting. The Holy Ghost was hammering. Oh, Ivan Davis, I'll never forget it as long as I live. Boom. He got it right there, man. I mean, the Holy Ghost fell on that man. I'm over here with Brother Brian Durbin, and the Holy Ghost fell on Brother Brian. Hallelujah. It is, it is for anybody, whosoever will, whosoever wants it. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, but you want the Holy Ghost, you say, how am I going to get the Holy Ghost? I'll tell you how you're going to get the Holy Ghost. First of all, you've got to repent. You can start playing some music to take the edge off my voice. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, my. One of my old favorites. How do I get the Holy Ghost? First of all, you got to repent. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I'm ready to change. I'm ready to turn around from my old life, and I want a new life in you, Lord. Help me. Forgive me. Take away my sins. Let the blood of Jesus cover me in Jesus' name. Then what's the next step? Just believe. Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Right? Isn't that what he said? For he that asketh receiveth, he that seeks find, and him to him that knocks it shall be open unto him. Oh, hallelujah. Then you just begin to praise him. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. I'm giving you glory for what you're doing in my life, and thank you for forgiving me my sins. And as you're praising him, you're going to start to feel the power of God come on you. And as you feel the power of God come on you, there's going to be a transition begin to start taking place. And your I love you, Jesus, is going to start coming out messed up. It's going to start coming out, I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When it starts coming out like that, don't try to go back to clear English. You just let it come out however it wants. If it wants to come out, la, 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 you let it come out, la, la, la. If it wants to come out, na, 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 
Let it come out. No, no, no. Because what's happening is God is taking your English praise and turning it into another language. Hallelujah. What in the world are you talking about, preacher? And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And then if you haven't been baptized, we're going to take you up there in the water and put you down in the water for the remission of your sins. The name of Jesus applied to your life. Hallelujah. So this altar is open right now. Anybody who has never received the Holy Ghost, who would like to receive the Holy Ghost, come on up right now as they begin to sing. As the church begins to sing. Anybody, come on. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down. Anybody else? Send it on down, send it on down, Lord, 